Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. It's a brand new Flyers Daily for the 14th of April, 2023, as a season has come to its end. Flyers in Chicago last night, it forces overtime, and they get a 5-4 win when Ivan Provorov's spectacular finish on Alex Stalock in overtime to get the Flyers the win. They win the game 5-4. They get outshot 38-36, 35-25 the faceoffs, 24-21 the hits, both of those in favor of the Blackhawks. But what a game for Travis Konechny. How about 26 seconds in, scores his first goal in a two-on-one rush with Morgan Frost. Boy, speed is a beautiful thing. Those two work a little two-man game outside the zone to get out of their defensive zone, get up the ice, and a great backhand sauce pass from Morgan Frost. Puts it on the tape of Travis Konechny. He beats Staylock to give the Flyers the 1-0 lead. Then 6-21 in, it's Konechny again. Wins a race to a puck as a winger is waiting on the puck on a rim, not going back to it. Konechny jumps it, gets it to Frost, who gets a backhand on Staylock, but the rebound's right there. Konechny, as soon as he wins the board battle and gives the puck up, what does he do? Goes right to the net. Picks up the loose change, gets the goal, his second of the game, 30th and 31st of the season. Over a 40-goal pace for the year, 42.3 if it is what he scored this year in 60 games. That would be his per 82 pace would be 42 goals. He had a huge rebound season. Two goals by Chicago in the first period get the score tied at two. Not a whole lot of DB being played, but again, 46 seconds into the second period. Owen Tippett picks up the goal, his 27th of the season, 3-2 Flyers, and then Noah Cates on the power play off a great one-touch pass from Travis Konechny, and that gives the Flyers the 4-2 lead. Jonathan Taves playing his last game in Chicago, then picks up a power play goal. That set the roof on fire, and then Andreas Athanasiu, Got the game tied in the third period with two minutes to go, and that's what took us to overtime where Ivan Provorov at 3.09 ended it, and the Flyers will end the season with a couple of back-to-back overtime wins. Owen Tippett scored the other night. Ivan Provorov scored in this one. And, you know, the funny thing is is that Provorov was a big part of that Tippett goal the other night. He gave the puck up to Tippett and drove the net and sucked the defense down, uh, allowing Tippett to have the space. And this time, he gets the finish, Provorov's sixth goal of the season. So, it's all done. Season's over. It's it's a wrap. And now we're on to the offseason. News and notes at the conclusion of the season. The Flyers' leading scorer this year, as you can guess, was Travis Konechny. He only played in 59 games, yet he led the team, or 60 games. The team's leading scorer this year, Travis Konechny. 60 games played, 60 points, point-per-game pace. And how about 31 goals and 29 assists? Great year for Travis Konechny, and he averaged over 20 minutes of ice time a game. Flyers' second in scoring was Kevin Hayes with 54 points, and then Owen Tippett, who had two points in the game last night, a goal and an assist, 27 goals, 22 assists, and 49 points. Morgan Frost also had a couple of assists, and he ends the season with 19 goals and 27 assists and 46 points. So... Some guys took big steps forward, big steps forward. Noah Cates, too, picked up his 13th goal of the season. More of a defensive player, but he had a really good year and didn't miss a game. Joel Farabee didn't miss a game. We thought Farabee 
wasn't even going to be with the team after that surgery in June until Thanksgiving. He played all 82, as did Noah Cates, as did Ivan Provorov. Probably the last game, well, certainly the last game for Justin Braun, who will be retiring. Flyers did everything they could to try and get him that one more point. He's on 199 in 841 NHL games. Didn't get it done, but Justin Braun served the organization well while I was here in a lot of different roles with a lot of different D partners, uh, but uh, he is calling it a career, so best of luck to Justin Braun. James Van Riemsdyk, of course, drafted by the Flyers, picked up his 300th goal the other night in the NHL, and uh, his contract has expired. He's likely to not return two stints with the Flyers. Uh, had a nice stint with the Toronto Maple Leafs in the middle of that. Uh, on to uh, new things for James Van Riemsdyk. Best to him. Another great guy. Great guy to deal with. Total pro. And then there's a whole lot of question marks. There's going to be subtraction. Who is it going to be? Who are the pieces that aren't going to be here? Kevin Hayes is a name that has been talked about quite a bit. Did we see the last game of Kevin Hayes' career as a Philadelphia Flyer? Perhaps we did. Did we see the last game of Ivan Provorov's career as a Flyer? Perhaps we did. You know, those kind of deals for players that have term remaining always are more likely to happen in an offseason than they are at a trade deadline. More complicated. You can get more teams involved. You've seen the stepping up of many players, like I mentioned before, Travis Konechny with a great bounce back year, but Morgan Frost, Owen Tippett, thought Cam York had a very good year. And Cam York played a lot of minutes and most of his time in the NHL on the right side, his non-natural side, where he hadn't played before, on the top pair. So those are good things. There's a lot of guys with this Phantoms team, young players, that are knocking on the door, whether that's Elliot Denoye, who set a record for the Phantoms for rookie scoring, goal scoring. Tyson Forster, who had a really good year with the Phantoms and looked like he fits in the NHL when he was up with the Flyers, having six points in seven games. Whether that's Adam Yinning or Ronnie Adderd or other players knocking on the door, maybe Emil Andre, we don't know. But Igor Zamula is another guy that spent 14 games with the Flyers this season. Brendan Lemieux, he came in in that trade with Zach McEwen with the Los Angeles Kings, performed pretty well. Is he a guy that they determined to extend? All these moves and all these variables make this offseason incredibly compelling. What I will say is this. I know that Darren Dreger put out a tweet that Danny Briere plans on being very aggressive in the draft and maybe trying to move up. We don't even know where they're going to pick yet. Can't move up if you're number one is what I say. We'll see how the lottery plays out on May 8th and how they move forward. Um, But you always need to make sure that in sports your expectations are in order. Otherwise you're just miserable. If you expect too much and don't get it, you're miserable. And this team needs a lot, and they need a lot of high-end pieces. But we're conditioned as Philadelphia sports fans that when there's a shiny piece out there and it's available, that we want it. We have to have it. And even if we don't get it, we feel like we lost it if we didn't get it. And it's not just the Flyers. The Flyers were certainly a team that's been that way for most of their existence. Big name becomes available, you go get them. Before the salary cap, yeah, we'll pay you what you need. Money was no issue. Now it's a salary cap league, it's different. 
But, I mean, even the other teams in Philadelphia, whether it's the Sixers and James Harden or the Eagles, anytime a big name is out there, Howie Roseman is wheeling and dealing to make and trying to get things done. That's a non-salary cap league. The Phillies, you know, going out and getting Bryce Harper or going out and getting big pieces. These leagues are different in the way that they're caps or luxury taxes or whatever, how it all works. But we're used to seeing the shiny toy and wanting the shiny toy. I don't think this offseason is going to be that. I don't think this is an offseason where you're going to see big-time moves from guys coming in that are bona fide NHL stars or big-time NHL players. I think it's going to be backfilling, like John Tortorella said. And they're not going to block anyone's path of these young players, many that I just mentioned. In sports, it's really easy to say you're going to be patient. It's easy to say it's hard to do. It's easy to say a team needs to rebuild, but living it every day is difficult. You can see this on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or wherever you go. People that say, oh, this team needs to tear it down and rebuild, do a proper long-form rebuild, get rid of all the talent, start over. But then they're the same people that you see posting on social media, oh, this team just lost tonight, it's an embarrassment. How did it get to this? You can't kind of post both of those things because they contradict each other. So I don't know what this offseason is going to have in store. I think Danny Briere is going to lose the interim title and become the next general manager of the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't know if they're going to hire a president of hockey operations quickly or if they need to talk to they want to talk it to some people that they can't talk to right now because they're still under contract with their teams until June 30th. If you have candidates or targets that you want to talk to in that situation, don't rush to hire somebody just because you can hire them now. you got to make the right decision. So where this goes, I don't know. And what this offseason is going to provide maybe is not going to wow a lot of people. But it could still be a very big step in the right direction. Obviously what happens on May 8th at the NHL Draft Lottery the 6.5% chance to land the number one overall pick or the 6.9% chance to land the number two overall pick or the 44.4% chance to land the seventh overall pick. And just because you're drafting seventh doesn't mean you cannot get an impact player. I've brought up a ton of guys throughout the season that weren't even drafted in the top 10 that are impact players in this league. So you can get talent. You got to find that talent. You got to develop that talent. And you got to bring it in the right way. First pick and the second pick, yeah, they're probably NHL ready. There's not a whole lot of development that needs to take place there before they're ready to play in the NHL. But we'll see how the draft lottery pans out. I'm looking forward to the offseason in some ways, but I dread it in other ways. I dread it because I'm already counting down the days till next season. I love the sport. The playoffs are going to be fantastic. The first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs are magical. I just wish the Flyers were in it. They need to take another incremental step next year towards getting back in it. That's why this offseason is so important, to put themselves back into position, trending in that direction. This was a year that they trended up. They trended better than they were the last two years. Now it's got to take the next step and the next step and get this thing done right. Everybody, thanks for listening all season. I appreciate it greatly. 
We've done a podcast every day since September 1st. We didn't take off Thanksgiving. We didn't take off Christmas. We didn't take off New Year's. We didn't take off Easter Sunday. It's a daily podcast during the season. We're going to take off Saturday and Sunday this weekend, but we will be back Monday with Bill Meltzer, and we're going to do a big, huge Ask Billy segment. So I hope you'll join us then on Monday. Everybody, thanks for the loyalty all season, and we'll talk to you Monday on a brand-new Flyers Daily. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here I know who I want to take me home I know